Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to get into the down and dirty of a topic in this podcast. It's not going to be comfortable for you. Uh, Some of you, it's not going to be happy. Uh, It's not going to be that edifying in some cases. But I want to talk to you about the subject of men and divorce. If you're sitting out there and you've got an awesome marriage and you can't even imagine divorce, that's great. I want you to walk in that and be happy and never even have to deal with it. But you're likely to know men in your life who are going through it, and I want you to be friends to them. I want you to be in their band of brothers. I want you to be able to help them. If you're single and you aren't even close to the issue of divorce, fine, but listen up so you can help others. Some of you, though, have gone through the divorce and it's still going through you. Some of you will go through divorce and you're already heading that way. I want to speak clearly and bluntly to you. I have watched divorce absolutely traumatize men. I have watched them be divorced early in their lives and never recover. So I want to talk to you not so much about the process of divorce or statistics about men in divorce or or the issue of divorce today um, in our society, but I want to talk to you about how to go through this so you can come out on the other side and 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 live a bigger and a better life than ever before. I don't I don't think divorce is a great thing. I'm a Christian. Uh, I don't believe in divorce. Uh, there are only a few narrow exceptions that I think uh, allow us an opportunity for divorce. Uh, And that's basically adultery and abandonment. I'm I'm a traditional Christian in that sense. But I know that people are going to go through it. I don't want to see men be completely crushed by it. Uh, I want to see them come out on the other side, able to live the life they were meant for and to love their kids and to do well in the world. And so I want to give you some principles. You know, for many years... Uh, the divorce laws were very much anti-women, for centuries, in fact. Men could put away their wives. They could divorce them. They could leave them almost nothing. They, they in many cases, had no financial responsibility for them. And it was just uh, devastating. Bev and I have recently been watching uh, the PBS special called Victoria. And one of the things that's being depicted in there is how a husband has almost complete control over his wife. One of one of Victoria's ladies-in-waiting has is, is got a husband who's trying to have her declared insane and, and and basically using it as a basis for divorce and what have you. He just wants to get away from her. And uh, this was what the laws allowed uh, for centuries. Now, though, there's been a reversal. And now the laws tend to be contrary to men. They tend to harm men. They tend, tend not to be fair. Now, it depends on the judge you have and what state you're in, but I have watched men be absolutely raped by divorce in very unfair ways. I'm not saying that it's always the case, and I'm certainly an advocate for women in this situation, um, but but the laws have definitely turned towards men. I've seen men who were very successful, and then on the other side of a divorce, they were literally on the streets, lost houses, lost cars, lost intellectual property, lost vast fortunes. I've seen men be homeless for years and, by the way, addicted as well because they just spun out of the whole thing destructively. So I know the same thing can happen with women, but I'm addressing men right now. And I want to say that I realize there's a certain amount of bias. There's, I realize there's a certain amount of devastation that could come from this. And uh, I want to see you walk this thing out righteously and humbly and come out on the other side. So let me talk to you about a few things and urge you to build this into uh, a process of divorce if that's what if that's what's forced upon you in your life or that that's the path you have to walk. First of all, 
you want to walk through a divorce as peacefully as possible. This this modern practice of divorce as total war, this modern practice of allowing the attorneys to ratchet things up, and I'm not anti-attorneys. I suppose if I did a nose count, most of my friends are attorneys, love attorneys, believe in attorneys, glad they're in the world. But you and I both know that divorce attorneys can ratchet this thing up, impoverish everybody, and lead to a bad conclusion. You want to do this as peacefully as possible. Some of the people I most admire were people who had every reason for a divorce, but still managed it peacefully as much as possible. Bear in mind that you are affecting the stream that will flow after you. You are affecting the environment your children will live in, the legacy they will have. You are affecting your own heart, in fact. And so you want to do this as peacefully as possible. My faith tells me that I should live at peace with all men as much as it depends on me, as much as it lies within me. And I think that's particularly true during a divorce. So whatever your circumstances, whatever's happened to you, however this thing was visited upon you, don't just go at total war. Even if you win some small skirmishes in court, you will ultimately taint what follows you. You will ultimately taint your family line. You will ultimately taint your children. Uh, And you will also, by the way, sour your own soul, which is the big battle for you if you're going to have a life on the other side of this thing. Uh, The second thing I want to say is work out as much as you can without the lawyers. Now, I don't mean without their counsel. Uh, Ultimately, this is all going to have to go before a court. A judge is going to have to make sure that there's adequate child support and all that kind of thing. But Again, I have admired the couples who were forced into, one or the other was forced into a divorce, and still they did it as peacefully as possible. That was not the case in my divorce. It was it was done uh, secretly. It was done uh, as a surprise. It was launched on me in a very public way. Um, and and I was unable to, to make the thing happen peacefully, and I regret that deeply. Um, but if you have the choice, you have the option— Do it as peacefully as possible. Do it um, negotiating out as much as you can without everything having to be hammered out in court. I have seen entire families impoverished on both sides uh, by the divorce process because everything was left to the lawyers to fight things out. I'm not saying they're shysters. I'm not saying they're terrible. Um, I I believe in lawyers, and I'm grateful for the lawyer that I had. But I'm saying in in this discussion that we have to have about this unpleasant topic, Do what you can, negotiate what you can, come to agreement if you can. You will be glad that you did. I know often when you're going through divorce that you just want to harm the other side as much as possible and wreak vengeance, but you will be sorry that you did that. You'll be sorry that you did it for your own soul. You'll be sorry that you did it even to your ex-spouse, and you will certainly be sorry for what is uh, fouled in your family line and in the legacy that you leave to your children. So it's very, very important that you think about that and, and keep that in mind. Number three is this, don't walk alone. You know I'm a big advocate for men having a band of brothers around them, and I hope that when you go through a divorce that you already will have a band of brothers. But if you don't, there's never a more important time for you to go and enlist some men uh, who will walk with you, who will hold you accountable, who will help you stay away from bitterness, who will keep you from the, uh, the tendencies of your own soul in terms of food and addictions and what have you drink, uh, who will help you emerge from the process in a healthier fashion, maybe, than you even entered it. I, I want to tell you that in a divorce process, you do tend to lose people. You have couples, friends that you both had as a couple, 
and they drift away. They don't know what to do. Most people, quite frankly, when it comes to something like this, they're a little cowardly. They don't know what to do, so they just distance themselves. Psychologists call it the Oswald complex after the uh, Lee Harvey Oswald uh, shooting uh, after, after the Kennedy assassination, the assumption was that the police who were hand, handcuffed to Lee Harvey Oswald pulled away from him when he was being shot at. And psychologists often call that the Oswald complex. Well, there is an Oswald complex. When you're in difficult times, people will pull away. People will side with your spouse. People, you'll, you'll lose, obviously, in-laws, most likely. Um, you will lose friends. That will just happen. So you don't want to walk alone. You want to walk with men. You want men to pull around you. If you don't have them already, go find them. Tell them you're going through a tough time. Tell them you want them to hold you accountable. Tell them you want uh, that your tendency is to eat too many Oreos or drink too much whiskey or, or, or to hit the prostitutes or you just know yourself that you're likely to dive into porn or you're likely to, uh, you know, you're likely to do whatever that is your is your addiction. Um, ask them to help you with that. Tell them, tell them that you want to come out on the other side, a healthy, righteous man. You want to be good for your kids. You want to be a good and a noble man. You want, you want to look forward to a brighter life and you want them to keep you from the negative tendencies that might befall, befall you during this time. Don't walk alone. Tighten up with a band of brothers. The, the fourth thing that's very, very important is be humble. You know, most people don't get to divorce when, when uh, there are problems on both sides and you don't get a div- to a divorce uh, it, it, without your faults on your side, without you doing something wrong. Uh, there are things you have to deal with. There are things you did to contribute to the divorce, no matter what the other person did. Uh, even if the other person committed adultery or up and abandoned you or went off with a lover or whatever, there's still things you can deal with. So walk humbly, deal with your issues, repent, have guys confront you on what's going on in you. The time during which I was going through divorce, as horrible as it was, was so good for me because I had men confronting me on things which actually had been issues for me during the divorce. And um, I didn't know they were going to confront those things, and they weren't really even central to the divorce. Uh, It was certainly nothing the other side was bringing up, but they were things I nevertheless needed to deal with, and they urged me to walk humbly, and I'm really, really glad that I did. So so walk humbly. It's It's a hard time. You're being attacked. Often you're being called horrible things. Your, your life's being laid out in a courtroom and you're being painted in horrible colors. But as much as you can, walk humbly, okay? The, the other thing, and this is about the fifth thing, turn towards the kids. When I began to go through a divorce, I had been a very, very busy uh, leader of an organization. Um, I spent lots of time with my kids, but I'd never had time to be a, a coach of my son's football team. And of course, football is a sport I love and I played and so as soon as I you know, left that role, because I didn't feel like I could stay in that leadership role going through divorce, I, I became one of the coaches for my son's football team. So glad that I did. I turned towards my kids. I spent more time with my daughter. I took them on trips. We did things together. Um, turn as much as you can, as much as they will allow, as much as circumstances allow towards your kids and invest in them. You will be glad you did. You want to pull away. You're embarrassed. You want to nurture your hurts but spend time with your kids. And by the way, don't dump your bilge on them. You're going to be angry. You're going to be wanting to talk about the other side. If you have to do that, do that with your band of brothers, but don't, don't dump that stuff on your kids. Encourage them to love their, their, their mother. Encourage them to be honorable with them, with their mother. Um, encourage them to respect their mother. You, you are only tainting your kids and damaging, damaging the legacy that you're going to have through them. If you do that, if you do the wrong thing, one of the uh, one of the things that I think is unbelievably important is to be big-hearted. And this would be number six. 
when you get into a divorce process, property's being divided up, money's being taken, you know, people are, people are trying to grab things. You got lawyer bills. You've got the other side, maybe demanding things that are yours. I mean, it can get ridiculous. People have lost family homes and ancestral properties and paintings and every kind of thing that, that really truthfully belong to them. But what I want to, what I'm trying to safeguard here, I'm not trying to tell you how to go through an effective divorce. I'm trying to tell you how to go through a divorce without it continuing to go through you. If you're big hearted, if you'll be generous, if you'll give, I'm not saying be stupid or be played or let the other side just beat on you, but if you'll be big hearted and generous, then you'll come out on the other side better. Uh, most of what you're grasping for is just stuff. What you're fighting for is the condition of your heart, the legacy you leave and your healthiness to move on in life and live a bigger life than you have known. And so a lot of that's going to be a matter of you having a big heart and being willing to live in such a way that you uh, don't grasp and don't try to don't try to take things certainly that aren't yours, but but don't even try to hold on to everything that is yours necessarily. Be as big-hearted as you can without being played. I'm not saying get get trounced in court. No, let the lawyers do their work if that's what you have to do. But in your heart, be big-hearted. Be generous with your kids. Be a little bit generous with the other side. Keep your heart open. Guard your heart. It's your heart you're going to be living on on the other side of this thing. And some men let themselves get so bitter and so angry and so small and so grasping that 30 years later, they're still sitting at the bar half drunk talking about that so-and-so who divorced them years ago. They haven't moved beyond the situation an inch. And that's what I want to guard you against. Avoid a divorce if you can. If I could stop every divorce in the world, I probably would. But and I certainly would try to help you out of yours and help you reconcile it with your spouse. I certainly would if I could in every situation. Divorce is horrible. But if you have to go through a divorce, go through it in such a way that it doesn't keep going through you. Get whole, get humble, get righteous, get 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 friends to help you fight the bitterness and the smallness. Don't be grasping. Uh, don't, don't be greedy. Be big hearted and you will emerge better and on the other side, and though they might gain some advantage short term on the on, on the front end, long term, the advantage will be to you because your heart will be clean. And finally, do this. The last thing I want to say is that divorce is some kind of escalation in your life, that it's some kind of launch. But I believe that every crisis we go through in life, if we go through it the right way, it can actually propel us to a better day. It's not just happy talk. It's not just motivational speak. I have to tell you that I went through a divorce and some men stepped in and they helped me and they helped me get free of bitterness and they confronted me about my weaknesses and they challenged me about being a better man. And on the other side of a divorce, I was a better man. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you because of their work and the grace of God, I was a better man. And my life since the divorce has been far more magnificent than my life before the divorce. Now, I I was in leadership roles and did good things and worked around the world and and I, it wasn't like I was, you know, running a brothel or something. I'm not. I'm not saying I was doing things small and immoral. Um, but but what's come about on the other side of the divorce because of the work of God and the good work of the men who were around me, and because of my willingness to walk out the principles that I'm listing for you now, I lived with the understanding that a better day was dawning. I, I lived with the understanding that the best was yet to come. I, I lived with the understanding that a new season, a better season could dawn for me if I walked through the divorce in a way that I guarded my heart, lived large, blessed people, was generous, turned towards my kids, and fought off the 
the demons that came in the night. Didn't give myself to addiction, didn't give myself to food, didn't give myself to illicit sex, didn't give myself to bitterness or foulness or whatever. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying that I, I did the things I was urged to do and, and believe that a better day was dawning. And if you can hang on to that belief, that if you go through it the right way, a better day will dawn, I think it will fuel you as you battle off the darkness that can come in a divorce. Let me be very clear as I close. I am not an advocate for divorce. I'm an advocate for, if you have to go through a divorce, coming out on the other side, righteous, clean, humble, um, able to live a, a broader life, a bigger life, a better life, turn towards your kids, blessing them, and not leaving a small, grasping, greedy, bitter, addicted person. And that's what can happen in a divorce. They are unfair. They are unnatural. They are bruising. The person that you married years ago because you loved and and wanted to open your whole heart to them may be sitting there in court telling people that you're the worst person who's ever walked the planet and detailing things um, from your private life. It is a horrible, gut-wrenching situation, and I wish none of you ever have to go through it. I hope that none of you go through it. But I want to say that if you do, do live the way I've described. Come out on the other side. Not small, not grasping, not addicted, not 100 pounds heavier, not, not bitter, not tainted, not, not kept from ever accomplishing anything great because your heart is so darkened. But live broad, live big, live humble, uh, live generous, live turned towards legacy and children and, and building a heritage for them. And, and, and prepare your heart for a better day. If you have to go through a divorce, there is a better life on the other side. And this, this ability, this skill is one of the great arts of being a great man. And I'm saying this to you guys, not only who have gone through divorces but, and will go, but also to those of you who never will, because all of us are likely to be called upon to be part of the band of brothers for our friends who are going through these terrible times. Let's make them times of victory in the important areas and let's help men get through these things and live the lives they were destined to live on the other side. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 